This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. This is Puff, and you're listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. The trusted choice for them to do all your favorite wrestling every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube at CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J, and it is a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with... Puff! I am Puff. How are you, Puff? You know, I'm doing all right. I got a bit of a, a sore throat and a cough right now, but I'm doing all right other than that. I don't have a sore throat, but I do got a, a, a cough going on. Um, you know, uh, winter sinuses and all that good shit. Mm. But uh, where can we see you next event-wise? Uh, next event-wise, um, if this is coming out on Boxing Day, come down to uh toronto ontario and go see me wrestle at greek town for greek town wrestling if you're in the toronto area 310 danforth ave there's a big church and that's where it's going down uh a big church that's not the barry wrestling church right no it is not that would be for barry wrestling okay. this is greek town wrestling and where can we find all things puff on um, on social media and merchandise? Social media, find me at Puff is God on Instagram, Puff the Wrestler on Twitter, uh, Puff on Facebook, I guess, and uh, Twitch.tv backslash Puff the Wrestler. I stream on Twitch somewhat often. Okay. Uh, and merchandise. Uh, I don't have a merch store. Just shoot me a DM, and I will send you plenty of merch if you are interested. I've got all sorts of stuff at various price points. Okay. And you don't have to go looking for it. All of the links to all his social media will be in the link uh, in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, speaking of Greek Town Wrestling... Um, you actually wrestled uh, to Cold Scorpio for Greek Town, and you I actually had a W on Too Cold. Uh, can you tell us about that experience? I do have a W on Too Cold Scorpio. I won that match, didn't I? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yes. You mentioned that match, and I did not know that I won it. Um, that was a crazy. That was a crazy good time. You know, it was Christmas time. I was in my uh, Christmas gear. Uh, in Greek town, the crowd was going nuts and, uh, two cold Scorpio was just a great opponent, man. It was a lot of fun to wrestle him. I didn't know much about him beforehand because I don't know anything about wrestling really. 
I wasn't a big wrestling fan. I don't know much about the history of wrestling, but I had heard of when I when the match was announced, I looked into him a little bit. And then meeting him was a great experience. Wrestling with him was a great experience. He was just a great dude to be around, a great dude to learn from. Uh, I really enjoyed it. We got a lot of positive feedback off of that match, too. A lot of, like, wrestlers backstage told me that it was a good match. So it wasn't just from, like, uh, an audience's perspective, but from someone who's got, like, a trained eye in the world of wrestling telling me that it was a good match. So... It was a good one. Okay. Um, and you, I mean, you did get to, um, you know, get down with uh, Too Cold more than in just in wrestling wise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did a little dance in there. Now, uh, keeping on topic of, uh, you know, ECW, you actually t- uh, teamed with Tommy Dreamer. Um, I've done that too. Dang. What was that experience like? Um, it was fun. That was a that was a jingle all the way match. One of my Christmas specialty matches. It was a uh, at the Every Time I Die Christmas show uh, in Buffalo, New York, my hometown. And it was myself and Tommy Dreamer. We we went out into the ring. Uh, and had a bit of a disagreement on who was going to be the next real-life Santa Claus because Santa Claus was retiring. And I thought it should be me. Tommy thought it should be him. But then a bunch of uh, angry elves came out and also disagreed and thought they had been putting in more work uh, so they should become the next Santa Claus. But it boiled down to we disagreed with them. Me and Tommy decided to team up, and we had to beat up a couple of elves and they, they kept multiplying. There were so many elves that showed up. It was crazy, but me and Tommy made it happen. Had a good time, ate some candy canes, drank some hot chocolate. We were, it was a very, it was a very merry time. Okay. Now, uh, you appeared on AEW dark against the butcher and the blade. Um, maybe a, on the weirder side of, you know, the, of the wrestling spectrum, you know, during the pandemic. Um, but still, what was that experience like? That one, that one was all positive. You know, it was a great time. Uh, the blade is, uh, someone I attribute to training me. He's uh, a mentor, uh, for a lot of things in life besides just wrestling. He was a good, uh, role model to look up to, uh, when I started wrestling, uh, and the butcher was one of my closest friends at the time. Like, uh, so I was very familiar with both of them, and being able to get in the ring with them on uh, on such a larger stage than just I had wrestled them both before at many different independent shows, but being able to do it in an AEW ring was very cool. And I was again, it was just a great time. I, I enjoyed my time there. I was down in Jacksonville for a few days. Did a few different things on different tapings. I came out on Dynamite uh, trying to be uh, Kip Sabian's man. I thought I was going to be his best man, um, but uh, that Miro guy came out, and I guess he was already taking the part, so it was kind of a bummer to me. But other than that, I had a good time, you know? I mean, you did make uh, a return um, to AEW more recently, Um 
you ran into MGF and Adam Cole in the gym, no? I did indeed. Apparently they had a whole camera crew with them. I was just trying to work out, but I got a bunch of phone calls and texts and tweets saying that I was in the background of something, and it turns out they were just making fun of me trying to better myself. It's really uh, uncool on both of their parts, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, after the Butcher and Blade match at uh, Daly's Place, um, was anybody coming up to you backstage uh, giving you advice? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, immediately afterwards, we were greeted by uh, Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel. Uh, he came up to us and gave us some advice. But then later on in the day, I ran into uh, Brody Lee. Oh, and he wow. he's from the area. He's like... He was from Rochester. I'm from Buffalo. It was about an hour drive, but I had met him before. Uh, he helped me be uh, be able to work, ex- do extra work for WWE when he was in WWE at the time. And then when he was, uh, I believe he was injured or something or not. He was he was still in WWE at the time. He came down to our school in Buffalo, Grapplers Anonymous, and ran a seminar, and that was very insightful. But then, so so I knew him a little bit, and then. Now he was in AEW and being able to catch up and talk to him, and then he came up to me after the match because he, he, he was a guy who you know every positive thing you've heard about him is all true. He's just he was a great dude, and um, yeah, like he, he like goes out of his way to watch your matches. Like he he cared enough about me to watch my match and critique me on it and tell me anything I did wrong or how I and how I could fix it, give me con- constructive criticism on it, and. It, I mean, it meant a lot at the time, and it, 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 it still means a lot. It's just a, a kind gesture from a dude who totally didn't have to do that, but he did, and it was uh, nice. It was very nice. Absolutely. Um, definitely, you know, one of the better, uh, a great person in, you know, the wrestling community. Mm. Um, that being said, being in an AEW, um, I do usually ask this question. How is the catering? Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of the catering then. That was a long time ago. You know what? Let me speak to it. I'm pretty, I'm sure it was great then, but I kind of forget about it. It was like four years ago, I think, at this point now, right? right. No. <laughs> yeah. Something it was, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like probably three years ago, right? It was uh, September 2020, 2020. So yeah. it's been three years, but, uh, yeah, more recently I was backstage at AEW, and let me tell you, they they had some great ass catering, man. That I, they had a what is it? What was it? Oh, there was something that was really good, and I got a little bit of it, and I wanted to get a little more. I was obviously I was letting everybody else have it. I was uh, I was on the bottom of the food chain in regards to catering. I'm just an extra. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take uh, Mark Henry or Big Show's freaking pasta dinner, but. <laughs> Damn, there was something they had. It was brisket. That's what it was. It was brisket. Ooh, I don't usually yeah. like brisket. Uh, I, I, I'm just not a fan of brisket. I don't know what it is about brisket that I don't usually like, but I grabbed a, a little piece of their fucking brisket, and it was like melting your mouth like insane. Um, so good. And then I went back to get more of it, and it was gone, and that was disappointing. But... It was very good. Uh, they had a bunch of shrimp that was really good. I don't know. They had a lot, a lot of good food, you know. It's a big, big company able to, and they got nice uh, chefs that are busting out a bunch of food to be able to feed 
a comp like a company with a big road crew. You know, they got a lot of production people. They got a lot of talent. They have a lot of backstage people, and obviously, they're all working all day. They need to eat, right? And they set it up pretty nice for them. You know. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Now, uh, going back to the match with um, Butcher and Blade, um, you know, obviously they uh, they went over in that match. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel that it was kind of payback for when that time you pulled the Butcher's dick off? Um, I think so, yeah, probably. They were probably trying to get a little bit of revenge for that because, you know, I did that and he probably had a little bit of a vendetta um, against me ever since then, because I mean, after that, he got a, a nice girlfriend, uh, turned fiance. Now I'm pretty sure they're engaged and I'm sure she's not happy about his, uh, absence of a absence of a hog, you know, down there. So <laughs> he was, he's probably doing it for himself and his fiance, who was not too happy about you know, not him, not, you know, you know what two adults might do on their own time, you know? Yeah. And the absence of that really hinders extracurricular activities, you know? So I'm sure there's a bit of anger, but, you know, he wanted me to train for that one match, and uh, that's how it ended up. Things happen, you know? It wasn't planned, it just so happened. I we won't uh, I won't give context for as to how it led to um that moment um because you know don't need to talk about that um, no, no, no but um how how does it who how does it come up I'm going to pull your dick off <laughs> is that your idea is that his idea like, like, like I said, it was no one's idea. It just uh, a moment happened. Uh, I got my hand on it, and I was there was a there was a strength exchange, uh, and accidents happen. Okay. You know. Well, uh, this wasn't an accident. Um, that time you put uh, make a megabyte Ronnie's head on a barbecue pit. Um, can you tell us about the barbecue brawl? Uh, that was a product of the pandemic. <clears throat> Everyone was doing or attempting to do some sort of wrestling and entertainment during the uh, the pandemic. So I was hanging out with I was hanging out and working out with Mega Riot Ronnie a bunch uh, over the like twenty twenty. It was like the later half of twenty twenty. So it's summertime. We're outside, busting out workouts, <clears throat> and um, yeah, I don't know. We put together this uh, cinematic match where we fought on the Fourth of July. Uh, it started out like it was just going to be a barbecue, and we uh, had a disagreement about what were the superior hot dogs. I was representing Salem's hot dogs. Because they're a Buffalo staple. He obviously was representing Nathan's hot dogs because uh, he's a competitive eater. And that's the sponsor. He can't eat any other hot dogs than Nathan. So two wrestlers arguing usually turns into something along the lines of a wrestling match. And that's definitely how I would describe the barbecue brawl. Something along the lines of a wrestling match. 
Okay. Now, the, uh, was this something that you, you came up with, or is it something that uh, Ronnie came to you with? Uh, I would say it was a group a group effort. We were talking about coming up with something, and then we kind of like, uh, yeah, just brainstormed how we'd want to do it, or where we would do it, and uh, uh, I definitely felt like I maybe took the reins a little, at, like from a directing standpoint, like camera shots and whatnot. But other than that, yeah, it was uh, definitely a group effort putting that match together. Okay. Um, can you tell us about your tag team partner your, and your relationship with Pretty Ricky? Uh, Pretty Ricky Wildy is uh, the Brantford Rattlesnake, the big smoocher, the, one of my favorite people on the planet. He's uh, my best friend, uh, and he's a phenomenal professional wrestler, entertaining, unique, uh, creative, uh, charismatic, and just overall wonderful. Uh, I couldn't ask for a better friend. I couldn't ask for a better tag team partner. He's just an overall great human being that I love. And uh, every time I see him, I'm happy. Every time I talk to him, I'm happy. It's just a great relationship we have. What's a pet peeve about Ricky that you just don't understand? Oh, man, I don't know. A pet peeve. I don't really have uh, pet peeves about Ricky. Maybe uh, he kisses too many people, and maybe it. Uh, a lot of times it works to his benefit, but sometimes it works to his downfall. So you gotta maybe kiss a little less, or maybe kiss a little more. I don't know. I don't know where the sweet spot <laughs> is, but there's somewhere in there. <clears throat> well, um... Another tag team partner of yours, Sexy Eddie. Can you tell us about your relationship with him? Dude, Sexy Eddie, we're, we're on the outskirts right now because of the last uh, C4 wrestling show. Uh, we had a fun match. It was me and Pretty Ricky against Sexy Eddie and his new tag team partner, uh, the animal, Bob Anger. And we had a respectful bout. Uh, that ended with me and Ricky victorious, but then after the bell, we're hugging, saying goodbye, like paying respects to each other. Like it was a hard fought battle, but in the end of the day, we won. Uh, but after, but after the match, Eddie hit me, low blowed me, and then uh, Bob Anger can they jumped Ricky, then they continued to slam Eddie onto me. They just jumped us after the match and like beat us up, uh, even though the match was well over. So. I don't know. We're kind of on the outs right now. I'm not going to lie to you, me and Eddie. Hmm. Is it because uh, Ricky is more pretty than uh, Eddie is sexy? Listen, I'm not going to talk to either of their uh, attributes physically, <laughs> man. They're two, they're two gorgeous human beings. I'm not going to lie to you, but I would never compare them either, either way. Now, uh, you know, you've You've wrestled some interesting names over the years. Um, and you tell me if this is one you find interesting. Um, you wrestled Ghostface. I did wrestle Ghostface from the Scream franchise. That is true. Happened at Greektown in Toronto. Uh, he tried to kill me. He brought a knife to the ring. 
And I basically spent the entire match trying not to get stabbed. Uh, ended up right at the end, he almost had me, but I turned the knife around, stabbed him, choke slammed him, pinned him, one, two, three, got the hell out of there because I was not about to get stabbed. It was definitely interesting for sure, but um, I made it through. I made it out. I made it out alive, and that's all that matters, you know? Oh, yeah. Are you a fan mm-hmm. of the, uh, the Scream franchise? Um, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a fan uh, because I know a lot of people who are big fans of it, and I don't want to, like, disrespect them. But the first Scream movie I ever saw was Scream 5, and then I saw the first Scream. And I like both the movies, but um, I kind of saw saw the twist at the end of the first one coming because I had already seen Scream 5. But uh, I still enjoyed both of them nonetheless. I don't think... You you needed to see Scream Five to know that who was the villain in Scream One. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah, it's pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, um, this last uh, this last June, you actually took a trip to the UK uh, for the first time. Uh, I did indeed. What was that experience like? Uh, it was great. I got to see a lot of sites. I got to visit Italy. Uh, I got to visit visit Richmond, uh, which is the setting for uh, probably my favorite show of all time, Ted Lasso. So that was uh, very nice, very emotional. Um, I got to wrestle a little bit, which is always cool and a good time. Uh, and yeah, I mean, being able to travel is fantastic. Uh I would have chose a different place to stay. I stayed in Newport, uh, Wales, which was an all right place, but man, it seemed pretty dead a lot of the time uh, and far away from a lot of things. I would have picked a more central location the next time I go to the UK. But overall, it was a great time. Uh, I tried some good Indian food. I uh, tried some good Italian food. Um I had an Aperol spritz. I'm not a big drinker, but I figured uh, time and place, why not try this uh, beverage that I hear so much about. I'm in, I'm in Venice. I was in Venice at the time, so I was like, you know what? Let's take a sip. It was all right, but I preferred the, uh, the Pepsi twist that I, uh, that I had with me as well. I um, went to a grocery store in Italy, and I couldn't believe it because... About a month beforehand, I tweeted about how Pepsi Twist was discontinued in America. It's if you don't know what Pepsi Twist is, it's just Pepsi with like uh, like a lemon Pepsi flavor, like Pepsi with lemon in it, and it was the best. It was the fucking best. A nice diet Pepsi Twist is delicious, but they, it got discontinued so long ago, and I was reminiscing about it like a month prior, and then. I'm in a grocery store in Venice, Italy, and what do I see but a big bottle of fucking Pepsi Twist? And I was like, this is insane. I need this. I bought it. I drank it. It was awesome. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, keep on the uh, topic of uh, drinks and tell us about uh, your love of Mountain Dew. Uh, I'm a big Mountain Dew guy. I like the uh, variety they have, the different flavors, how they're always keeping it fresh with new stuff. They're bringing back classics. I mean, 
they're so they're so versatile in their beverages. Uh, so I think that's what keeps me a big fan of them. I like I like the drink. It's a nice soda. I'm a big soda guy. I'm a big fan of sodas. My big fan of diet sodas, zero sugar sodas. But uh, I wish Mountain Dew. If I had any complaints, I wish they do more zero sugar flavors. But for the ones that they do make, I'm not. Uh, I'm not against it. You know, I'll take any zero sugar sodas I can get. So, yeah, I don't know Mountain Dew. It's it's just delicious. You know, I I, I like trying new beverages and new flavors, and they're always adding new stuff to their repertoire. So, shout out Mountain Dew. Did you uh, Did you try the flaming hot Mountain Dew? I did indeed. I tried like two different versions of it. I bought one. I bought like when they first dropped it online, when it was super exclusive. I paid a little extra to get cans of it. And then they put it in stores and it was like, what the hell? I paid so much to get this first version. And then you're just going to put it out in stores. Um, but yeah, they, um, it was all right. I didn't think it was terrible. A lot of people were going off about it. I didn't think it was bad. It wasn't, it wasn't something I would drink on the on the regular, but it wasn't terrible by any means. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel about, I believe it was for October, the mystery flavor that they come out with? Um, the mystery flavor, they've done it a few times, uh, and I think it was like the fourth year they've done it this year, or maybe five. Maybe they've been doing it for five years with these mystery flavors they put out every Halloween. Um, I, I think they're always good. I like them. I like that they've been doing them in zero sugar the past few years. They do zero sugar voodoos now. Uh, and like I said, I, I usually don't hate any beverage, um, especially a zero sugar Mountain Dew. So I was all about it, you know. I, uh, I'm i always curious as what the flavor is. I never guess correctly, but... The uh, I think this last one they announced was the cherry airhead flavor, and I didn't think it tasted like that, but it wasn't terrible. You know, I liked it regardless. I heard uh, I know somebody that drank it. They said that it, I, I think I'm getting this right. Uh, he said it, it tasted like um, the Nerds candy. Oh yeah, Nerds. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people thought it tasted like a lot of different things, but. Uh, Mountain Dew announced that it was cherry airhead flavored, but again, I, I don't think it was that flavor. I don't know. Now, uh, I should replicated it. Now, uh, one match that I found interesting that you did was a no ring light, light, light tube that match against Frank the Clown. Yeah. I uh, definitely did that. It does seem like you're not necessarily a deathmatch wrestler, so can you tell us about that match? Uh, absolutely not. I am not a deathmatch wrestler. I'm very afraid of getting hurt. I don't like to bleed. I'm afraid of glass. Uh, and me and I think Frank the Clown felt the same way. That was the thing. We were in a single light tube deathmatch. Um trying to remember how that match went. I don't know. We kept trying to pick up a light tube, but we were avoiding it as much as we could because we didn't want to get hurt. We fought around this uh, building in Texas. It was in Texas where it happened, uh, Dallas. 
but yeah, I mean, we, we were trying to avoid as much glass as possible and people had already had some death matches in the building. So there was glass everywhere. So I was like, ah, get me out of here. I, I think we ran out of the bill. We ran out of the barricade where all the glass had been broken and we were trying to knock it cut up. And then by the time we finally got the single death or the single light tube for the death match, uh, I think Frank tried to hit me with it, but he busted it on something that was behind him when he went to swing it. Uh, but then either way, I think I won that match. I don't know yes, if I won that match or not. I did? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what I won with, but I'm sure it was great. Yeah, no, I definitely am afraid of light tubes. So uh, no uh, death matches in your future? No, preferably not, no. Okay. Um, now, you were on... PWI's top 500 in 2018 and 2019. Uh, you know, I know you're not, you know, a big wrestling history guy, but what does it mean to you to be on, you know, a wrestling list? Um, it's pretty cool. You know, it's recognition, and especially my first year in wrestling, making the 500 and being number 500. And like I said, the Blade, a.k.a. Pepper Parks, uh, is my trainer. And uh, one year, he was Mister. F- he was number 500 in the, in the list. So it was cool to share that accolade with him. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I didn't really... I don't know. The lists are whatever. I'm not going to shit on the list at all. Um, people have so many opinions on it. I mean, if people think it's cool, if people li- like are happy to be on it, it means a lot to a lot of people. Uh, great for them. I'm just, I mean, personally, I'm just like, it's cool. I mean, it's recognition. It's being able to see your name in print, you know, especially something that you're doing. So it's cool overall, you know. Right. Can you tell us about your singing promos? Oh, man, I haven't done one in a while, but yeah, I would just, um, those were promos where I was, like, just getting my creative juices flowing, you know, thinking about the matches that I had coming up and trying to fit my thoughts into a song. I would parody a popular song or any... I mean, and maybe not even popular. I just however I could fit uh, my thoughts into the same structure as a... As a... Um, a song, and I, I mess with the words a little bit, put it together, and then find someone to play an instrument because I don't play any instruments. Don't just you play sing ukulele? Uh, barely. That was just one that I did off the cuff. That was um, I know like four notes on a ukulele, so I pulled a ukulele out for one of them. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Will we see the return of the singing promos? Um, I'll say maybe it, 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 it depends on if it strikes me, you know, they, they don't happen often. Uh, just when like my mind and my creative juices start flowing, when I see something. So, uh, I can't give you a definite yes, but I will not give you a definite no. Okay. I think it's a good time for, um, uh, Puff's Bizarre Adventure. 
Yo, pro wrestler that goes up and down the roads and weird, crazy, and bizarre things are bound to happen. Can you tell us a world story that fits that description? Um, something wild that happened on the road. Oh, dang, I'm trying to think. Uh, that's a rough question, man. I'm trying to think of something that could happen on the road. Dang. My brain is so bad at remembering things. Um, what happened this weekend? I'm trying to think if there's something that... You know, I have a lot of stories about... Um, I travel into Canada a lot because as an American, I, I, uh, I'm from Buffalo, live in Buffalo, right. but I'm very close to Canada. So I travel to Canada often and uh, we run into a lot of BS at the border. They're always like, even though it's completely legal and allowed for Americans to wrestle in Canada, they're always giving us grief um, about traveling and wrestling in Canada, you know? So uh, even this weekend, uh, I get a lot of weird border guards that like just they don't understand what wrestling is, and that it's entertainment and it's classified as that. Right. Um, so they they'll, they'll pull you in to the border and try to ask you more questions and go through all your bags and search your car. And uh, one time I was traveling with a buddy, uh, Kevin Bennett. He's a, another Buffalo brother. Um. And we're pulled over on the border. They're searching through all our bags and whatnot. And Kevin Bennett has uh, eight by ten photos of himself in in one of his bags. And we're standing there waiting for him to go through the car. And we're sitting there talking, waiting. We're bored. We're annoyed because we know we aren't doing anything wrong, but they're just like kind of wasting our time. And out of nowhere, we're sitting there. And we look up, and one of the border agents is just staring at us. Uh, with a with a shirtless picture of Kevin Bennett in her hand, trying to get us to like explain why we have this, and then it's just like people like to buy them. It was their autographed pictures, and she was just like gave gave us the weirdest look and the weirdest attitude about having a, sh a printed shirtless picture of himself. Uh, most wrestling fans would obviously know it, it's not out of the ordinary. Right. To have a wrestling show. But in the real world, at the Canadian-American border, uh, they find it very strange. Right. It's too cold to take your shirt off in Canada. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could tell me if this is a bizarre adventure. Can you tell us about um, Puffhausen? Dude, Puffhausen, that only happened one time ever. I was uh, in Chicago. Uh, there was a team of Danhausens that had to face um, Effie Warhorse. Who was in that match? Um, Dad, the dad, uh, Dan, the dad, Dan, Warhorse, and Effie, and uh, Danhausen. And Danhausen, yeah, you know, um, I don't know. The match got announced as Danhausen, 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 and Danhausen versus Danhausen, Effie, Warhorse, and uh, Dan the Dad. And so I was in the, I, I was in Chicago, and I don't really re remember much of what happened. I think uh, 
I was under the curse of Danhausen. I came out and I was Puffhausen. I was painted up like Danhausen. I've seen the footage, and uh, I don't know. I just freaking wrestled another match. You know, I don't. Dang, I'm really realizing in this interview that I don't remember much of my time in wrestling. I'm still wrestling. Maybe it's because I had a, a few matches this weekend. I'm all beat up, but man. That was a crazy time. And and the fact that I was under Dan Housen's curse, that doesn't help my memory at all. Exactly. But, yeah. But, yeah, a lot of insanity going on. Definitely a, a crazy adventure on the road, for sure. Could be agreed that it was very nice and very evil. Definitely. Definitely <laughs> both of those. You can tell me if it was memorable wrestling um, vampire legend Gangrel. It was. It was crazy. You know, uh, we originally were supposed to wrestle against each other, but then uh, in the match, uh, he bit me in the neck, and I uh, something happened where um, I think he infected me with the vampiric gene, and I came out and became a vampire and ended up, by the end of the match, on his side against RJ City and Gregory Iron and... Uh, I'm pretty sure we were victorious. It was uh, it's like a pick-your-poison match. It was a lot of chaos, but we, me and Grangrel ended up on the same side. And since then, I have recovered from the bite, uh, but I do carry the vampiric gene uh, in my travels now. All right. And it could it could come out at any time. Just stay out of the wreck sunlight. Yeah, exactly. Um, more recently... Um, you've been doing commentary. Um, what has that experience been like? You know, it was just last weekend, and that was the only time I've done commentary, really. But uh, it was wild, you know. I got called like an hour before the show saying, hey, uh, our, co- our other commentator can't make it to the show. Do you want to do it? And I was like, sure, let me try my hand at it. And uh, it was pretty chaotic, you know. It was the same day as a big Fortnite event that I was trying to do. Uh, so that had me distracted a little bit. But overall, it was fun trying to get my wits about me, trying to know, trying to learn wrestling moves and whatnot. So I had a good time doing it. I had a good partner to work off of. So overall, it was a good time. I might be back on Who knows? Okay. Well, that's a great segue into our next, my next question. Can you tell us your love of Fortnite? Oh, man. It's had a, a death grip on me for the past year and a half or so. I'm ne- I was never a big video game guy. I'm still not a big video game guy. I don't play a lot of video games. But I was streaming on Twitch, talking about whatever, and people were telling me I got to start playing Fortnite. I got to start playing Fortnite. And I'm like, I don't have to start playing Fortnite. I'm not good at Fortnite. I'm not good at video games. I'm not a big video game guy. I'm not good at any of the games. Like, I've tried Fortnite. I had played it, like, once or twice years ago when it first came out. And I was like, oh, I suck at this, and I'm not having fun. Not never going to play this again. But everyone was telling me, oh, it's got this. It's got this. You should play, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll give in to the peer pressure. I will attempt to play Fortnite. So that's exactly what I did. And ever since then, I've just been, it, it, it sunk its hooks into me, and I'm hooked. I just, I, I'm addicted. I can't stop playing it. 
playing it all the time, playing it on Twitch. Uh, I created a little spinning wheel. That's the Puff Fortnite wheel that people can uh, donate bits or money to me, and I'll spin it, and they can make me do all sorts of challenges in Fortnite. I just, I'm playing it nonstop. It's got a hold on me, and I don't know. It's just, it's so fun. It, I mean, it's it's gotten really, really fun. I've had a lot. I have a lot of good times playing it. I'm able to play it with a lot of friends, um, and it's always changing. That's the thing. It's not. It's absolutely not even close to the same game I was playing when I first started playing it, like a year and a half ago. Like they're always updating it every week. They're adding something new, adding new characters, new uh, weapons, new maps, new everything. It's it's a very overwhelming game. It's a it's a very it's a it's overarching, right. and I think. I think there's a little something in it for like the fact that I was able to get hooked into it. It's like they have something for everyone in the game that like gets you to want to play. And especially now they just added like a Lego mode and stuff. It's chaos. It's everything. It's all over the place. It's everywhere, everywhere. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. That's what it is. It's definitely the Funko Pop of the video game world. Absolutely. That's a perfect description of it. Um, you know, we're a month into the new map and the new season. Uh, how do you like the new um, the new map that uh, we got? Um, I like it so far. Uh, I really haven't been able to explore it. I've explored a little. There's parts of it that um, I don't even... Um, it's like I don't even... I have. I don't even have like discovered yet. That's what it is. God, I couldn't think of the word, man. Um, there's parts of it I haven't even discovered yet, and then there's parts that I've I've been to but left immediately, whether it be in a car or whatnot. Uh, I spend a lot of my time at uh, whatever the location with Peter Griffin is because I'm not a fan of Peter Griffin. I'm not a fan of Fortnite, and I or not Fortnite. Uh, I'm not a fan of Family Guy, and him being in the game has upset me. So every game, almost every game I've played, I land there and attempt to kill him. So um, that's what I've spent a lot of time in the new map doing. But hopefully soon, I'll. Uh, I've had a lot of shows this month. Ever since they dropped the new map, I've been very busy, unfortunately. Uh, and they've dropped new things, so I haven't been able... Like, I, I've tried a little of the Lego. I tried a little of the festival. But other than that, I've been... I've had a lot of busy weekends, a lot of traveling, so I haven't been able to play it as much as previous seasons. But so far, what I've played, I have enjoyed. And what's your go-to skin? Um, you know, I'm all over the place. Um, I don't really have a go-to, I would say. There's no, like... People ask that, and I mean, I guess you could say right now, I'm, I really like the Eminem skin, the Rat Boy, where yeah. he's got the guy, he looks like Robin from his Without Me video. Um, that's what I've been playing a lot as, but just today, I unlocked The Weeknd, and I played two games, so I wouldn't say uh, he's my main skin, but uh, man, there's just so many to choose from. Uh, I, I, I've gone through phases where I like one skin, and I'll play that as a long for a long time, I'll, I'll mix and match a back bling with a character and think that that looks really cool and plays at it for a long time. Um, then there's times where I'll pick a skin that I like 
but I keep losing with it, and I'm like, oh man, maybe the skin is, the skin is cursed, you know? And I and I <laughs> stop playing as that, and I go to something new. It's just all always all over the place. So I don't really have a main one, but I like, you know, I'll say I like Cable, Cable from X Men. Yeah, I like that skin, especially paired with um, the Hulkbuster gloves, but the Iron Man version of the Hulkbuster or, or Hulk hands, but they're Hulkbuster hands. Yeah, uh, that I really like. I like the M M&M and M skin, and I like Bash. Bash is a big uh, unicorn dude. Yeah, with a yeah. few different styles. I like that skin. So I'll, I'll give you those three. Okay. Yeah. Was it cool when somebody made you in Fire Pro Wrestling? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I love when anyone makes me in any video game. Like, being able to play as myself in a digital, uh, digital world, I think it's super cool. Like, people have made me in uh, the 2K WWE games. Uh... And every time I see someone make that, um, I think it's really cool. Because it's like they spent their time and dedicated to make something that represents me in a video game to play as. So I always think that's really cool. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us about security camera selfies? Uh, Not really, you know. I've done a couple of them, but... There, I wouldn't say they're a staple of my uh, a staple of my life. I just, you know, there was a there was a time where a few a few weeks in a row, I ended up taking a, I kept taking pictures with my friends and security cameras at uh, random places, man, on the road. I think we were like in Walmart in Montreal, and everything was in French, and I was like annoyed, and I was like, "Fuck this! They got this fucking camera on me. What do you think I'm gonna steal from you, Montreal, Walmart?" Just fuck you, and I just gave a dirty look to the camera, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take a picture of this. Boom, <laughs> and that was the origin. You know, that's how it got started, and uh, I mean, that's it. <laughs> I got no, unfortunately, no, no, nothing else interesting about that other than that. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about your love of iCarly? Oh man, I Carly. I don't even know if I want to talk about it. I heard recently that they. I haven't even watched the newest season of the reboot, and apparently it's canceled now. So it's like I'm at a crossroads where do I even want to watch this last season? Because I heard it ended on another cliffhanger where the last season that I watched ended on a cliffhanger, but this newest season ends on a cliffhanger and then they cancel it. How do you do that? I just don't understand. It's very upsetting, but the original seasons are all awesome, you know. I love uh, iCarly, I love Sam, I love Spencer, I love Carly, I love Freddy. It's just a classic TV show. It's very funny. Even now, uh, it holds up, you know. What's your favorite episode? Um, you know, I, I don't know if I would call it my favorite but there's an episode that always has stuck out to me because I remember watching it when it first aired and it was so terrifying. It was the haunted hotel one. Or not hotel. It was the haunted room in their apartment building. Yeah. They did a Halloween stream where they streamed from a haunted room in their apartment building. And I remember it being so terrifying. And like, well, how did all these things happen? Even when they, even at the end when it was, it's all better and they explain how the things came to be. Um, 
I was still like, damn, this is this is spooky. I don't know. I was pretty young, and I was like, there's some spooky stuff going on, man. Yeah, and you know, I haven't watched the new series, the, the reboot, bec- mainly because there's no Sam. I mean, you can't yeah. do call I call you without Sam, in my opinion. Yeah. I a hundred percent get that, and that's the thing. Uh, I really do wish Sam could have made a appearance on it or anything like that. But after reading uh, uh, Jeanette McCurdy, the actress who plays Sam, after uh, I read a, a bit of her book, I still haven't finished her book. But man, it's a sad tale of what she went through being on iCarly in the first place. So I completely understand her not wanting to be part of it and it like bringing up bad memories. Uh, for her, so yeah, I'm always on the side of Jeanette McCurdy when it comes to that. So it's like, I wish selfishly that she had been on it and been a part of it, but I completely understand why she wasn't. I get that. Mm-hmm. All right, can you tell us about your love of Billy Joel? How do you know about my love of Billy Joel? <laughs> Dude, I've been a lifelong Joel fan ever since I was little. I've been listening to Billy Joel. Um, I've been lucky to see him. I've seen him twice in my life, which is crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Billy Joel, Sir William Joel. He's a freaking man. He's always rocking and rolling. He's the legend of Long Island. Uh, he's Billy the Kid. Uh, I don't know, man. He, he, Billy Joel's great. I love his music. I've loved his music my entire life. He's, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to watch for words. Billy Joel rules, man. Billy Joel rules. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think that's a good segue into the colossal question. Let's say okay. they're making a movie about you. Every movie has a soundtrack. What would okay. be the first three songs on the Puffs movie soundtrack? That is a phenomenal question. Um, the first three songs on the Puff movie podcast. A movie. Or, oh my god! I just said. <laughs> oh Again, I'm telling you, my brain is not in the right space. I'm so sorry. Uh, you're fine. You're fine. I, I had some. I had some rough matches this weekend, man, and I'm still recovering. But um, it was just a lot of didn't make a lot of didn't get a lot of sleep this weekend. Um, I'll tell you what, Puff. Oh my God, Puff movie soundtrack. Let me correct that. Um, I'm actually gonna do a deep dive into my. I have a playlist with all of my. Uh, I started to make with. Um, my all-time favorite songs, but man, three to narrow it down to three. I mean, you can mm. list off more songs. I just now keep it at three so people's minds don't explode. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, one for sure. The first song that came to my mind when you first asked this question is going to be. Um, no Hard Feelings by the Avid Brothers. Okay. Uh, the Avid Brothers are my favorite band of all time. Uh, and that song is that that song is not even my favorite Avid Brothers song, 
but it's a lovely and beautiful uh, song that is it's just incredible. And that's gonna that's gonna be in the Puff movie. Okay. No matter where, when, or how, whatever, that song is in the Puff movie, regardless. Um, another one. Do I put? Ooh. Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. What do we got? Uh. There's probably gonna be a Billy Joel song in there. What Billy Joel song is gonna be on the in the Puff movie? Let me think about that. Billy Joel. There's so many Billy Joel songs. Uh you know what? Only the Good Die Young. It's a classic. Only the Good Die Young by Billy Joel. Oh yeah. Put that as number two. But for a third. Do I go with another Avid Brothers song? There's going to be a lot of Avid Brothers songs on the Puff music, music soundtrack or movie. Oh, my gosh. On the Puff movie soundtrack, there's going to be a lot of Avid Brothers songs. Fair enough. Um, but you know what? Ooh. You know what I'm going to throw in there? You know what I'm going to throw in there? It's not an Avid Brothers song. It's a, it's a song by Noah Khan. And the song is called The View Between Villages Extended Cut. Mm. Extended Cut, Extended Edition, the extended version of The View Between Villages by Noah Khan. So put that down. No, uh, no Hard Feelings by the Avid Brothers. Only the Good Die Young by Billy Joel. And The View Between Villages Extended by Noah Khan. Okay. Boom. Now that we got the soundtrack down, um, mm-hmm. then we... Oh, shit. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, put this as number four. If not, take something out of it. I have another song. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, not Ready to Make Nice by The Chicks. That will definitely be in there. All right. Actually, put that as number two. Okay. And, and put only the good die young as number four. So no hard feelings, Avid Brothers. Not ready to make nice by the chicks. View between villages extended by Noah Khan. Only the good die young Billy Joel. There we go. Boom. Okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> now that we got the soundtrack down, we go. We, then we write the script, and then we go to casting. Who plays Puff? And you can't say yourself because you are obligated to make a Stanley-esque cameo. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, now, are we talking realistically or anyone in history? Anybody you want. Your producer, we got CGI. Let's do it. Oh, you got the CGI? Then I'd probably put Chris Farley as Puff, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Chris Farley would portray Puff pretty nicely. Um... I would want Adam Sandler in there somewhere. He probably wouldn't do a good puff, but he could definitely be a pretty Ricky, maybe even a Daniel Garcia. Uh, or maybe a Blade. Maybe a, maybe an Andy Williams. Uh, but Sandler's got to be in the movie. What's funny that you bring that up, because now that we have you cast it, 
every movie has a supporting cast. Who would be three people significant to you in your story that would be in your movie, and who would play them? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Myung J. Lee is going to be in the movie. He's an important part, you know? Okay. Uh, and I'll tell you who's going to play Myung J. Lee. Ronnie Chang. Okay. I want Ronnie Chang to play Myung J. Lee. Chris Farley is Puff. Uh, pretty Ricky Wildey's definitely going to be in there. Um, and Pretty Ricky will be played by... Oh fuck! Who's pretty? Who's gonna play? Who could? Who could play Pretty Ricky? Hmm. I mean, it's difficult because it, there is not a lot of people that could have the essence of Pretty Ricky. Yeah, man. Um, trying to think of somebody. I mean, if you want Pretty, uh, Pretty Ricky to play Pretty Ricky, I would accept that answer. No, that's too much of a cop-out for me. I need somebody. And you know what? I think I'd like to see Nicolas Cage play Pretty Ricky. All right. I think that would be interesting. That would be interesting. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is Pretty Ricky. Ronnie Chang is Myung J. Lee. Um, and then a third one would be my mother. I'd have my mom in the movie. She's very much an important part of my life. And she would be played by, um, what's the actress's name? Uh, so I don't want to mess up the actress's name. What was she in? Catherine O'Hara, the mom from Home Alone. Okay, yeah. So, boom, there. Three people, three actors. I did it. Let's go. Technically four, because Adam Sandler is going to be in it as well. Oh, yeah. Adam Sandler will be... I'm going to have Adam Sandler play Pepper Parks the Blade. Okay. Because I just think that would be funny. I can only imagine um, Adam Sandler with the modern chops. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and Jack Black is going to be in it as well. Okay, who is uh, Jack Black playing? Uh, you know what, Jack Black. You know what, I'm keeping with the. I'm keeping everybody alive. Sadly, Chris Farley is no longer with us. He can't be in the movie. Jack Black is Puff. Hell yeah! All right. <coughs> now uh, on to a controversial subject: pineapple on pizza. What's your stance? Um, my stance is that I could care less. Um, if people like pineapple on their pizza, let them eat it. It's not bothering me. I haven't really had any great pizzas with pineapple on it, so I don't really prefer it. I prefer a nice cheese and pepperoni. I don't stray too far from that. Unless I'm ordering from Macy's Place Pizzeria in Buffalo and they're crazy pizzas, then I, I fuck with all of those. But, um... Yeah, I just let people live. They want pineapple on their pizza. Eat the pineapple on your pizza. But you're, you side more anti rather than pro. Yeah, yeah, I don't really. I, it's not, not going to be on my pizza. But if it's on your pizza, I have no issues with it. Okay. You know what? A lot of people could, could learn from that, you know. Metaphor for other things in life. 
What's your spirit Pokemon? Um, I'm not a big Pokemon guy. I don't know many of their names. Uh, I like the purple one with the devil horns. Gengar. Is that a name? Yes. That's cool. I like that guy. Okay. Uh, I'm that guy. Boom. We love, we, love, we love the late great Tracy Smithers on the show. Do you know, nice. the, do you know the acronym? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Do you know the acronym for Thug? T-H-U-G. Um... It's okay if you could say if you say no. No, I definitely don't know it, but I'm trying to come up with my own. Truly humbled under God. <laughs> yeah, I saw that from some in the news recently. I don't remember it, but truly humbled under God. That's what it means, right? The actual acronym is T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail. Because a dog can't spell. Nice. We love the late great Tracy Smutters trying to keep the memory alive. Now, uh, weirdest question you'll be asked on a wrestling interview, hopefully. Would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson, not the country, an actual physical rock. Sure, if I can make it work, no problem with that. I've seen it done before. I've seen uh, Psycho Mike wrestle a rock. I, you know what? Maybe I, you know what? No, I would not wrestle a rock. Never mind. It's already been done, and I don't want to tarnish the legacy of it uh, of uh, Psycho Mike versus a rock. So, no, I would not. And that's actually where the question comes from, specifically the rock that Psycho Mike wrestled. In the Tungsten Man match, the Arn Man match that lasted two weeks. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm not wrestling that rock. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, and that's specifically where that question comes from as well. Mm -hmm. um, on a more serious note, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, hopefully Japan. I'd really like to be uh, in Japan in five years, or less, preferably. Um, yeah, ideally, I'd like to uh, be living in Japan, and prefer, and I'd like to be wrestling or entertaining in some fashion, whether it be wrestling or something else. Okay. And uh, what is a match people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what you are all about? Um, it's a match from Barrie Wrestling in Barrie, Ontario called the Wild Rovers match. It was a match that, going into it, I had no idea what was supposed to happen. Uh, I think I s explained it to someone recently as uh, we were set up to fail with no direction and no ideas for the match. Uh, we went in, and uh, there's six people in the match. It's me. Bobby Orlando, Pretty Ricky versus Stratosphere, Isaiah Prince, and Anthony Musso. Uh, Bobby Orlando from the New York area. Uh, Ricky, obviously, from Ontario. Stratos from Toronto. 
And Isaiah Prince and Anthony Musso are also uh, some younger Buffalo dudes. And I think this match uh, shows off exactly what I'm about uh, in wrestling and in people I enjoy being in the ring with uh, all together. Uh, it's, it is definitely the match that I would say to watch if you want to see anything about me or what I'm about, you know? It was a wrestling match contested under uh, football rules. Oh, football in American football or the... the, the uh, soccer. Soccer. <laughs> Real football. If it was, if the match took place in America, I would have not said anything. But because it was yeah. in Canada, <laughs> for, sure, for sure, for sure. Um, can we find the match on uh, YouTube? Oh, uh, I believe so. Okay. Let me check. Let me look at. Let me look at YouTube really quick. Do, 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 do. Uh, yes, it is on YouTube. If you could uh, send me the link in the chat, that would be. Appreciated, and I will put it in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and Castbox for anybody that hasn't seen it, wants to see it, wants to re-see it after this interview. Absolutely, I just sent it to you on Twitter. Perfect. Uh, and since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview, we are wrestling with the eight questions of doom. Give me one. Give me all eight of them. This is our speed round, a bonus round to run where we see who you really are. Are you ready? I'm born ready. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, pretty Ricky Wilde. Worst wrestler. Um, worst wrestler. Uh, who's the worst wrestler? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh Bret Hart. main eventing WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Um, Jack Black. Interesting. Mm -hmm. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would be? Uh, Vince McMahon's. Finish the sentence. K-Fabe is... Unimportant to me. We would have also accepted taste great on toast. Never had it. Never had it on toast. Squash. Vegetable or fruit? Vegetable or what? Fruit. Um, delicious. So that's your answer. That's your answer. <laughs> yes. Okay. I guess I could accept that answer. Hell yeah. New Japan wrestler Tai Chi. His ring deal gets smaller every year. He really morphs himself to the wall. My question, what is the appropriate trunks to butt cheek ratio for ring deal? Can't have enough cheek. So, um, 75%, 50%? 90-10. 90-10. Okay, there you go. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? I have not. 
and that is the correct answer. Nice. And that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me. Hell yeah. Once again, can you tell us um, where we can find you on social media? Uh, Puff is God with one F and Puff on Instagram. Puff the Wrestler with one F and Puff on Twitter. And then twitch.tv backslash Puff the Wrestler on Twitch. And then uh, you can look me up on Truth Social, but you won't find me. You might find Little Mean Kathleen, though. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love Kathleen. Tell her to her. Oh. Yeah, if you ever talk to her, ask her about her Truth Social account. Truth Social? Yes, Truth Social. You know, I've interviewed her twice, and I yeah. that never came up. <laughs> I can't believe that. She's always talking about it to me. She keeps trying to get me to join the app, but I'm not going to do it. All right. Uh, control it in. Get Kathleen back on the show. <laughs> yes. Um, until then, um, you don't have to go. You don't need to be typing it into your Google machine. All of the links to all his social media will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and Castbox. Simply click the link. A new tab will appear on whatever device you want on. You have no excuse. DM him and buy a damn shark. Exactly. He needs a Fortnite. Um, I need some V-Bucks. V-Bucks. There you go. He needs V-Bucks, people. Exactly. Desperately. Uh, of course, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, and comment. We're on YouTube and Castbox. Uh, this was sponsored by Real Energy and Fair One Coffee. Join us tomorrow as we uh, interview Katrina Creed. Um, follow the show um, at Wrestling with E, both on X, Instagram, and Thread um, for information on who we're interviewing, when we're interviewing them, links to those interviews, and so much more. Follow me personally at GMC993. Okay, uh, Puff, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment, okay? Perfect. For all of our special guests, Puff, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling Wit Entertainment. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.